done anything that you couldn't have done for yourself? Has he done anything? It says an incredible God deserves an incredible praise. I've been through some things, some big and some small. But you being God, deliver me from them all. Amen. I want to thank God that an incredible God deserves an incredible praise. Amen. And amen. Thank you for being here today. Amen. We appreciate you, your love, and your support as we get ready to dig into a new series. Can everybody stand for the reading of God's word? Uh, Y'all know how we roll. You got 15 seconds to share real quick. Uh, we know how to work those phones, so it should be boom, 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 and you're done. Amen. Quick, quick share, tag somebody uh, into the service. Amen. Somebody may not have made it to church today, but we're in the book of Matthew, the gospel of Matthew, chapter 15. Verses 12 through 14, I'm reading out the message version, and it reads as follows. Later, his disciples came and told him, Do you know how upset the Pharisees were when they heard what you said? Jesus shrugged it off. Every tree that wasn't planted by my Father in heaven will be pulled up by its roots. Forget them. They are blind men leading blind men. When a blind man leads a blind man, they both end up in a ditch. If you don't mind, shake your neighbor's hand and tell them, today we're talking about the blind spot. Amen, amen, amen. We're talking about the blind spot. Amen. If you want to online, go ahead and tag that real quick. The blind spot, and you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. The blind spot is an obstruction of the visual field. The blind spot is commonly described when operating a vehicle. Our vehicles are equipped with a windshield so we can see in front of us, a rear view mirror so we can see behind us, side view mirror so we can see on the side of us and what's behind us as well. Yet all of these mirrors in place, they cannot stop us being seen things in the blind spot. There is a place referred to the blind spot. Watch this. If you're not careful, you will crash your vehicle, become injured or even worse, experience death. Can I suggest that some of us have experienced blind spots not only in our vehicles, but also in our lives as well. We have blind spots that are keeping us from walking in our God-given purpose. We have blind spots that are suppressing us from being committed to God. We have blind spots that we are not careful can cause a fatality in our marriages, in our parenting, in our relationships with people and God as well. In today's text, we see Jesus in conflict with the Pharisees, which is a common theme in the gospel. The Pharisees, the experts in Moses' teaching, and Jesus came to talk to them. Look at this, Matthew 15, 2 and 3. Why do your disciples break the traditions of our ancestors? They do not wash their hands before they eat. He answered them, why do you break the commandments of God because of your traditions, my God? So the first sign of a blind spot, watch this, failure because of familiarity, my God. The first sign of a blind spot is failure because of familiarity. In the United States, there was a study done by the National Highway Traffic Administration, and it said that 52% of all accidents happen within a five-mile radius of your home. And in another test, 69% of accidents happen within a 10-mile radius of your home. See, when you're familiar, you let your guard down. When you're close to your house, you don't think about getting into an accident. When you're running around a corner, you don't think about nothing bad happening because you're so close to home. When you're familiar, you take shortcuts. When you're familiar, you don't do everything you're supposed to do. You know people that have been in jobs for 30, 40 years, and they know the job front in and front out. And one day, they forget to lock the machine out because they're so used to doing it. Then they get hurt. We got to be careful. 
not to be familiar, because when you're familiar, it's like being trapped in the tradition. Yeah, yeah, we got to be careful we don't become trapped in traditions. Because uh, some people miss this. Uh, they, they love tradition so much, they choose it over truth. And because they choose traditions over truth, they get caught up in almost a slavery or a bondage type of mindset. Uh, okay, let me give you an example. One thing about us is the black church tradition is the family church. Praise God. Amen. 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 Lights and walls. You got to go to the family church. Uh, great grandmama went there. Grandmama went there. Mama went there. And now you're going to go there. You ain't, you, ain't, you ain't feeling it. You don't like the choir. You don't like the pastor. All this stuff. You don't like nothing that's going on. You can't feel nothing. You don't like going to church because you're in a place because of tradition and not what God calls you to. We got to be careful we're not so caught up in traditions that we miss what God is saying to us. Okay, okay. Uh, there's a movie on Netflix called Uncorked. Amen. Uncorked is about a young black brother. His family has a barbecue business. They doing good. Mama then worked there. Daddy then worked there. Everybody work at the barbecue business. But this brother got something different. He wants to be a, a great wine tester. He wants to pursue a profession in testing wine and, te and testing it and seeing what prepares with food and all this. And now the father, everybody's tripping and mad and upset. Because he don't want to work the family business. But that ain't what God called him to do. What, what are you holding on to? It's not because God called you to do it because somebody else told you to do it. You, you got the degree in the field you don't even like. Because mama said you should do it. You, you working at the plant because great granddaddy worked there and daddy worked there. And now he says your turn to work there. You don't even want to work in this plant. You got another vision in your life. But you're not living your dreams. You're living your dreams with someone else. I'm telling you it's dangerous when you get caught up in tradition. Because you, you're able to lose yourself. I can't be tied down by tradition. So the Pharisees were so caught up in tradition, they followed traditions more than following God. Uh, they was worried about washing your hands, my God. They was worried about why the lady Thomas laughing, amen, because she's a hand freak, amen, praise God. Thank God uh, for where we are now. Ain't nothing wrong with washing your hands, but they were so concerned about washing your hands, they weren't concerned with the traditions of God. What do you mean, Pastor? Uh, he says, y'all break the commandment, honor your mother and your father. Because in those days, they were worried about washing hands. But watch this. They said, look here. The Bible says, honor your mother and father so your days belong to the earth. So their parents had got old. So they needed the help to be taken care of. They would say, look here, mom and dad. I got to give my offerings to God so I have no money. I can't help you. I'm sorry. You own your own. And they said, look here. You don't place God in the place of your parents. Uh, I provided enough where you can still give the guy and still take care of your parents, but you want to be selfish and keep that other part. Don't use me as a scapegoat because you don't want to take care of your parents. So we're looking at this. Jesus said, look here, y'all honor y'all. Y'all don't honor y'all parents, but y'all follow traditions. So the next sign of a blind spot, watch this. Your lips and life mismatch. My God. Yeah, yeah, that's a blind spot. When my lips and my life, they mismatch. They plaids and stripes. They're they not matching. It, it, it don't make no sense. They, I, got, I got blue top and pink bottoms. It just don't make no sense. I'm not matching. Look, let's look at the text. Look what Jesus said. Matthew 15, 79. You hypocrites. Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. The worship of me is pointless because their teachings are rules made by humans. My God. On, uh, one thing on. you're going to make sure, I'm going to make sure that you get from Pastor George New Creation Church, you're going to get the word. Amen. On, uh, yeah. uh, you're going to get the word, understand the word, digest the word. I, I, I can't just give you, watch this, my opinions. Amen. The, no, no, sometimes, truth be told, everybody has an opinion, right? And sometimes I feel God gives me a reason and an opinion about something. But guess what? When it's my opinion, I'm going to let you know versus my opinion in Scripture. Uh, my, my opinion might be debatable in some areas. Amen. Scripture's not. Amen. Uh, scripture is what it is. Jesus said, look here, uh, uh, I got a problem. There's a discrepancy when your dialogue don't match your devotion. 
It's a discrepancy right there. I don't want to be no hypocrite. Uh, I know we are taught love is an action word, but watch this. So is honor. Uh, we, we're taught love. We all love is an action word. You love me, you would do certain things. If you love me, you wouldn't treat me this way. Truth be told, yes. But if you honor me, it falls in the same way. He said these people don't honor me. They, they, they love me with their lips, but not with their hearts. Uh, uh, watch this. Watch this. Lady Thomas. Amen. Uh, she can't tell me she loves me. Watch this and won't speak to me. Uh, she can't tell me she loves me and, 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 and won't, won't, won't speak with me, won't sleep with me, uh, won't cook for me, won't, won't belittle me in front of my kids. All that won't work because her lips say one thing and her heart says another. I can't say that I love her if I don't pay her no attention. I don't speak life into her. I'm giving my attention to someone else. That, that I'm not around for the kids. I can't say that I love her and don't show it. Praise God, ain't nothing that going on in our house. That was an example. Amen, amen, amen. Amen, praise God. But, but, but I want you to understand the importance that even in a marriage, a relationship, if I love you, I honor you. I can't have my lips say one thing and my heart say another. And we're caught up in a world that's so confusing. I think we've lost so much honor. It's messing things up. So we get to honor our relationship with our spouses. Honor our children, our pastors, our mentors, our leaders. It should be honor all the way around because Jesus thinks honor is so important. So there's no way I can honor man and not honor Jesus. Jesus said that, 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 that when you worship me like that, it's pointless. Amen. That, that when, when you worship like that, when your lips are saying hallelujah, hallelujah, but your heart is saying I hate you, I hate you. It's, 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 your worship is pointless. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, anybody ever got some number two pencils? Amen. Praise God. Uh, thank God. Uh, you're about a fresh pack of number two pencils. You got the pencils out right. You get them out. Does anybody start writing immediately when they get the pencils? No, we don't write right. You get you got the number two pencil, a fresh pack, and the pencil is capable of writing when you get it. Right? Yeah. The pencil was created to write when you get it. But if it does, doesn't get sharpened, it can't write. See, we are capable of worship from the beginning. God created us to worship, amen. That we are made in his image. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. We are created to worship. Our heart is designed for worship. Watch this. But if we don't allow Jesus to sharpen our lives, amen, I'm sorry, the worship ain't going to be right. If I don't allow him to sharpen me up, if I don't allow him to pull into my heart, if I don't allow him to get my mind right, get my heart right, if I don't get him to a place that I love him like I say I do, that I love him more than anything, really, my worship then becomes Pointless, like a pencil that can't write. And how many times have we got up with God and not thought about how important my worship is to him? That I was created to do that first. I wasn't created to live out my life. I wasn't created to do whatever I want to do. I wasn't created to make sure all my things come forth. Ain't nothing wrong with having dreams and goals. Don't get it twisted. But I was created to worship. Yes, that's good. That's good. The next sign of a blind spot, watch this. Is being incapable of identifying. Incapable, not able to identify. Wow. Look at Matthew 15 and 11. What goes into a person's mouth doesn't make him unclean. It's what goes out of the mouth that makes a person unclean. Wow. So they were so concerned with washing their hands and missing the point. Y'all worried about clean hands and eating. Y'all ain't worried about what's coming out of your mouth. Y'all worried about what's going in and not worried about going out. But why is that important, Pastor? Uh, uh, no disrespect to my health nuts and my vegans. No disrespect to y'all, man. Uh, I think you should worry about what goes into your body, right? God gave us these temples. We should take care of them. I, I, I understand that where you're coming from. But guess what? I can't be so caught up what's going in my mouth 
and not coming out my mouth. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, 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 I can't be so concerned about being a vegan and not eating meat that I violate you with words out my mouth. I, I can't do that. Amen. Amen. Okay. Okay. I can't be so worried about eating clean yet I continually cause chaos with everything around me. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I can't do that. I, I can't. It, it does matter what you eat, but I can't be so concerned what I eat that I cause wreckage in my relationships and my friendships and with my children. That everything's around me in a mess, but I'm eating right. Praise God. Amen. Uh, uh, no. 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 We got to understand the importance of what not what goes in, but what comes out. Good. Because what goes into my mouth, Jesus said that what goes into your mouth goes to your stomach, then goes to the toilet, right? Yeah. There's no discrepancy right there. It goes into our mouth, goes through our stomach, and then it goes down to the toilet. It's done, never to be seen again. But what comes out of my mouth, it don't go away that easy. Y'all know the old lie, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words that never hurt me. We tell our kids that, but truth be told, some of us are holding on to words that were said when we were 14 years old. Somebody said something to us when we were 15, 16. Here we are, 30 plus, almost 40, dealing with the pain of what someone said that my heart is still broken. That when I look in the mirror, I might still see that image of what somebody said about me. I got to be careful. Because what goes into the mouth, once it goes to my stomach, it leaves. But what comes out, it can last for years and years and years. See, what comes out of my mouth first takes residence in my heart. Jesus is always concerned about our heart. He's always concerned about what we're saying, what we're thinking, and how we're feeling. God looks at our motives, not at just what we say. Yeah, yeah, our lips can lie to people, but our hearts can't lie to God. Amen, don't miss that. Our lips can lie to people. Our lips can make people believe certain things. But when it comes to God, he knows my heart. He knows what I was thinking and my intentions behind it. I know the old thing we like to say all the time, God knows my heart. Dangerous thing to say. Because he really does. He he knows what you were thinking. He knows the plan you devised. He knows if you sin on accident or it was premeditated. Amen. He he knows it all. So you got to be careful what comes out of my mouth because it first resides in my heart. And Jesus had a list of things. He said, out of the the heart proceeds evil thoughts. He knows what I'm thinking. So my thoughts are the first part. Then he says this, murders. Adulteries, fornications, thefts, lying, blasphemy, all these things come out of the heart. And you got a crew of people that are so worried about washing your hands, they're not helping people with the heart. But this ain't just any people, these are the church leaders. These are the Pharisees, the people that are in charge of showing people the way to God. They're not showing people nothing. they sitting here literally letting people die because they're worried about the traditions of men in their hands. The religious leader had hatred in their heart for Jesus. They were prideful, my God. They thought they were better than the tax collectors. They called them great sinners, notorious sinners. They thought they were better than the Samaritans because they said, you know what? Y'all don't really know God like we know God. Y'all mixed breed Jews. We the real Jews. They had people, they hated people and twisted scripture to fit their own agenda. They have a lot of issues, but they worried about washing hands. Come on. Come on. Be careful, on. church. We're not so concerned about going to church that, that you see people that might not look like you, that might not think like you, that might not dress like you, and you're so concerned they don't dress a certain way that they can't find Jesus. You're so, you, you so concerned they don't look like 1976 saved, and you're so concerned that they don't look like this, and that pastors don't wear suits and ties every Sunday, and you're so concerned about tradition that you miss God. They're worried about washing hands. 
See, one thing about the blind spot is that you have mirrors in your car everywhere, but you still can't identify this one vantage point. Come on. That's good. And to make sure you are changing lanes safely, watch this. Sometimes you have to literally turn your head around and look back behind you to see. You got mirrors all around you. Watch this. And you literally sometimes, just to make sure you're being safe, have to turn your head all the way around and look to identify danger. Some of us are bumping our heads, crying our lashes out, smoking blunt after blunt, drinking fifth after fifth, hurting in pain, cussing and fussing. Because we won't turn around and look and identify the danger. Woo. So you don't get hurt from the blind spot because you're actually blind. Yeah. That's what trips me about a blind spot. Uh, when I describe a blind spot, I'm talking to people that who can actually see. Yeah. So you can see, but danger is close and near. Yeah. Mm. But if you're incapable of identifying a problem, you're going to get hurt. Yes. The yes. blind spot is so close that you got eyes and can see, but if you don't look a certain way, you won't even see the danger that's right on your tail. Yes. Come on, help us. Ooh, okay, okay, right. okay. Come on, help us. Uh, you tired of no good people, my God, amen. You tired of no good Negroes, praise God. You tired of all these bad relationships and wonder why you keep attracting the same type of person, the same type of brother that keeps on hurting your heart and hurting you and lying and cheating. You put all these other things to the side. You ignore the red flags. He looked good. He got some money. You don't worry about how he treat his own kids before you bring him into your kid's life. And then your heart is broken. You ignore the blind spots. Woo! Some of us are depressed or insecure, our hearts are hurting, we're broken, and we keep going down the same rabbit trail. We keep following the same thing. We do the same thing over and over again. It was once said that doing the same thing, expecting different results is insanity, yet we do it again and again. Why? Because we ignore the blind spot. Mm, if I could see that this person was going to destroy my destiny when I turn around, I make sure I move out the way. If I can see that this place that I'm going to is not good for me, when I turn around, I, I, I will go another way. If I can see that this career got me moving in a direction or this attitude or this substance, whatever it may be, got me moving in a certain direction, I would turn and look around. But if we're not careful, our destiny can be destroyed by ignoring the blind spot. That's good. That's good. The next sign of a blind spot, y'all, is, is the need to change lanes. Amen. Praise God. Come on, come on. That majority of the blind spot accidents happen when we're changing lanes. Mm. Woo. Let's good. look at what Jesus said, Matthew 15 and 14. Leave them alone. They are blind leaders. When one blind person leads another, both fall into the same pit. Mm. See, in life, we're meant to change lanes. Yeah. In life, we grow. And life, God continues to bless us and move us. Amen. He continues to pick us up and continues to change. And, and, and I thought about that and just right now before I came up here. My mom had to remind me of something. Uh, 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 I was back there talking to Daniel. And she said, I remember when somebody else used to act like that in church. Praise God. Amen. Uh, uh, amen. amen. I had a, she, she got me real quick. Amen. She said, I remember when somebody else used to be like that and, and, and be, up, be up all night playing video games and sleepy and, and, and tired. Amen. And do all that. And I let them go to sleepovers and I pick them up from church. And, and as much as I wanted to get on and praise God, she right. I hated ushering, praise God, amen. amen. I'm the only kid. I never ushered in church as a kid, praise God. I hated being a junior usher. Couldn't stand it. Couldn't wait for service to be over to get up and move. But look at me now, praise God. It's not a, not a praise God moment for that, but it's because God can change you because we're all designed to go on different lanes in life. If you were meant to be in the same lane forever, all streets would just have one-way traffic. 
all streets would have just one lane if we were all designed to stay on one street. But that's not how God designed it. He designed it that in life you're going to have to change lanes. So when you travel down these roads, you're going to encounter all kinds of type of people in your life. And at some point, you're going to encounter some kind of leader in your life. And these leaders help us change lanes if they're a good leader. Uh, if they walk in integrity, amen. If they have accountability, if they have some vision, if they have us to help us become the best version of ourselves, those are the leaders we want to follow when we're going down life and it's time for us to change a lane. Yeah. We got to find the right person to follow to get us to where we need to be because everybody is following somebody. And when we submit unto Jesus Christ, who's the greatest leader of all, the GOAT, the greatest leader of all time, he will change our life. He will help us find true purpose. He will help us find true love. He will help us find God is what our heart's true desire is. All of us that we need to find God. But there are other leaders Jesus warned us about. He said, leave them alone because they blind leading the blind. It's other leaders he warned us about that show up in sheep clothing, but are really wolves. They, 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 they look a certain way, but, but behind that sheepskin, they got some fangs that want to destroy you. They want to kill you. And you got to be careful because at some point you're going to have to change lanes yeah. and identify what lane I need to be in. Yeah. If it's a good turn or if it's a blind spot. Good. Can, can, I, can I be for real? Come on, come on. Uh, our world, especially us in the, in the black community, we're suffering from blind leaders. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what we're suffering yeah. from. If I look at just the entertainment industry, amen, because let's be real, they have the biggest influence almost on our kids' lives yeah. is the entertainment industry. And if I look just at a few people, amen, because I used to have influence on me too. Jay-Z, a billionaire, right? He, he a billionaire. He had been rapping since 96, Reasonable Doubt. I think 2017, he made the 444 album. It's like the first album where he ain't glorified crack cocaine. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and he had a billion dollars about that time. So you a black man that's advertised all over the world. You make it to a level that most don't never make it, and you give crack all the credit? What's that doing to our young men? Well, what's them thinking that I have to be a dad? No matter what level I get to in life, I'm always going to be a hustler. I'm always going to be a drug dealer. Blind leaders. Young Jeezy. Trapper die. I'm, I'm old school, man. I don't know if y'all listen, young Jesus, no more. But back in my day, Trapper die changed the game, amen. Praise God. I don't know about y'all, but Trapper die changed the game when it came out. And, 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 and had everybody on Trapper die. But he sent his son to college. You tell my son to Trapper die, and you tell your son to go to college? Teach, teach. Blind leaders. Rick Ross was a police officer. That's after my era. I don't know how anybody listen to Rick Ross. Amen. He was literally a police officer, a correction officer, locking people up. Took the name of the real Rick Ross and for size as the biggest drug dealer they ever lived. And these kids look up to it. Blind leaders. Cardi B, who's cool with making sure your kids know explicit lyrics. Who's cool and make sure your little girls are doing all that stuff. But when they caught the song playing in front of her daughter, she hurried up and grabbed her daughter and turned it off and covered her ears. So it's cool to influence everybody else's child. But you don't want your child to listen to it. Jesus. It's cool to influence everybody else's little girl. It's cool for that. But when it comes to your child, it's a different standard. Blind leaders. The music industry. Then you turn to drug dealing, sex work, trafficking, all these things. It's blind leaders, but it ain't just us. 
It's all over. Every nationality, every, every ethnic group, every culture has blind leaders. Y'all yeah. Yeah. remember number 45, Donald Trump? The, the, the last, the president of our nation, right? Did some of the most racist and insensitive things and literally bought back forth the era that my generation hadn't seen. Yeah. That, that we thought we were actually further along than we actually were. Yet we found that all these old feelings were still under the surface. This president we have, but on January 6, 2021, he did something unimaginable. After losing the election, here was a few of his quotes at his last speech. We won the election. We will stop them from stealing. If you don't fight like H-E double what? You're not going to have a country anymore. We are going to take the capital is what he said at his speech. Yet he never went himself. Blind leaders. There have been five people who died from the attack on the Capitol. 889 people charged, in a, charged for a crime in the Capitol insurrection because they followed a blind leader. See, blind leaders are always going to have you do what's best for them and not for you. See, see, a blind leader so cold with it, he makes sure everybody else falls in the ditch and he knows it's a ditch. He, he's looking for people that's easy, he or she, because it can be he or she, yeah. people that are easily influenced, yeah. that are looking for love. Yeah. Let's look at the gang culture. Yeah. How many people, how many children have been buried for throwing up a sign with their hands? How, how many children have been buried for wearing colors blue or red? Following blind leaders. And we don't even realize it because we follow these people and we think it's okay until we get caught up in the madness and we wish we can change it. So there are seasons we are waiting on God to show us leaders to follow, to help us, give us the vision, get closer to God. And we can't forget because sometimes in those seasons of looking for the leader, it's hard to identify them. Because a lot of frauds and fakes. There's a lot of wolves and sheep clothes. There's a lot of blind people. So in that season, one thing I got to stand hold on yeah. is that God going to lead me the right direction. Yes, yes, uh, one yes. thing I got to put my faith on and bank on is that no matter what season I'm in and who's around, yes. God going to send me the right way. Okay, okay. Okay, Jesus, ultimately, real quick, this and I'm done. Uh, it's a story about a 50-year-old man named Bill Irwin. Uh, they made a movie about him, Bill Irwin. He reached Mount Kadian in Maine in 1990. He, he made it to the top of this mountain, and, and it was a trip, y'all. He made it to the top of this mountain in Mount Kadian in Maine in 1990, and he walked through the woods for eight months. My God, amen. God bless the brother. He walked through the woods for eight months. I'm sorry, that's not my testimony. I'm not an outdoorsman. He walked through the woods for eight months. He had to endure bears, inclement weather, cracked ribs, countless hikers told him he would never make it. Uh, people showed up, saw him, and said, you're going to never make it to the top. And the reason they said he wasn't going to make it to the top because he was blind. Ooh, wow. the, the, the reason they said, no way, you're going to get where you need to get to because you're blind. You can't see where you're going. In fact, he's the first blind man to traverse the Appalachian Mountains. Wow. 2,100 miles walked. No human support at all, but he had a CNI dog named Orient. An unrelenting faith to God. Uh, he experienced people that told him he couldn't make it. Experienced people told him to turn around. He had to do it with weather, with bears, with dogs, all, he, all, all this stuff. All he had was his dog and his, wine, his blind walking stick. But he stood on one scripture. On. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. Y'all don't know it, so y'all miss y'all show. Yeah. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. Yeah. 
uh, uh, that, 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 that he's tripping. I, I, I'm blind. I can't see. I have nobody to lead me. I'm trying to do something no blind man has ever done. No leader to help me, just my dog. So all I can stand on is the leader of our leaders. All I can stand on is the king of our kings. All I can stand on is the Lord of our lords. And he told me, for we walk by faith and not by sight. It got so big that people from this town got to the top of the mountain. His church came, about 150 people came to see this magnificent moment of this man making it to the top. And one person even walked with him for a little bit and he said he was amazed that the dog would walk around and he would always make sure he was close enough to the dog. If he was too close to a tree, the dog would alert him and, and, and make certain movements and he was able to walk and get his way up and down this mountain because of a dog. But when he got to the top of the mountain, he dropped to his knees and he sung Amazing Grace. That, that, that when he got to the top, he thanked God for being his vision. He said, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I was once lost, but now I'm found, but now I can see, my God. What I'm saying is this, that if I'm following the Christ, if I follow the God who called me, who loves me, it doesn't matter what anyone says. It doesn't matter how bad the leader will be. He will give me direction, insight, and vision to follow the right one. And if I'm in a season of looking and searching, I follow him. I don't care what they say. Naysayers will come, but I follow him. Inclement weather will come, but I will follow him. Hard times will come, but I will follow him. It doesn't matter what they say. In this life, I got to learn. I got to walk by faith and not by sight. Because if I depend on my sight, because if I depend on what I saw, I would have been and gave up. If I were to depend on the times when it looked like it was no way out, I would have been and quit. If it depended on what this world has thrown at me and the hurt and pain I experienced, I would have been and gave up. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. But God says this. If you follow me, I won't forsake you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Take up my yoke. My yoke is easy and my burden is a light. That, that, that I've come to lead you to salvation. I come to lead you to safety. I come to lead you the right way. But are you willing to follow me? If, if you're tired of the damage of the blind spot is causing you, and today I offer you clear sight. If you're tired of looking out, looking over your shoulder, that people being things being close to you and still causing you pain, it's time to change lanes. If you're tired of the same old thing going around a Marlboro bush, the same old person, the same old trick of the enemy, the same old all of this, if you're tired of it, God said it's time to change lanes. And this time when you change and look back, don't look back no more. Keep moving forward. Go to what I called you to be. So right now in the name of Jesus, I don't know where you are in your relationship with Christ. But I want to say this. If you need clear sight, let today be your day. That if you were tired of looking at the pain this world is causing. If you are tired of being led astray, if you are tired of falling down time and time again, guess what? God's hand right there to help you get up. It's not about falling down, it's about getting up. We've all fallen, amen. The Bible says that the righteous man falls seven times, but he gets up another. That we've all fallen at some point in time in life, but God of the Bible, the God, the love of Jesus Christ loved us enough to lift us up, and he wants your lips and your life to match. He doesn't want that anymore for you, amen. He wants you to experience him in his fullness, to experience the love, to experience everything he has for you. But to do that, we got to be willing to follow him. 
because the blind leading the blind, my guy, sometimes everybody's going that direction. Yeah. It, it's hard to change direction when everybody's going the same direction. Yeah. See, the world is dancing to the beat of the same drum. They're all dancing to the same beat. They have the same drum going, but yet God is saying this, go this way. Turn around and follow me. So if you need to be saved, you need Jesus Christ in your life at this time, I want to offer Christ to you, amen. You may give your life to Christ. Uh, if you haven't been saved, amen. If you, if you haven't been saved and never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I say let today be your day. Yeah. Maybe you have been saved. You say, you know what, God, I've just been out your will for a while. I, 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 I've, been, I've been tripping. I ain't been where I'm supposed to be. I say, come give me your heart and renew your relationship with yes, Christ. For, find, find fulfillment in him today because that he loves you despite of all your pain, despite of all your faults. The Bible is clear. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That while we were at our worst, Christ still gave us our best. While we had no hope left, he provided hope to us. Amen. Or, or, or maybe just maybe just looking for a church home. And Lady Thompson, I would love to have you. Love you to be a part of new creation, wherever it may be. But we love you, and we want to make sure God's best is presented to you. That Jesus loves you, and He cares. So I don't know what you stand in the need of today, Amen. But know this: that God loves you, and that God cares. I, I don't know what you've been through. It doesn't matter what you've been through. That God loves you, and God cares. And you're sick of following blind leaders. If you're sick of being hurt from the blind spot, whether it's in your personal life, whether it's financially, whether it's relational, wherever it may be, God said it's time for you to move forth out of that blind spot. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Wherever it may be, whatever you stand in need of, amen, God loves you and he cares, amen. Can we lift our hands up, amen, as we pray? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Dear Lord, I thank you, God, for the day, oh God. I pray, oh God, you've opened up our minds and our hearts, oh God, to, to receive you, oh God. I pray, oh God, right now in the name of Jesus, oh God, that you have your way in our lives. I pray, oh God, that every blind spot be revealed, Father God. Every every person, place, or thing, oh God, that causes us not to focus on you. Every Everything, oh God, every idol, oh God, whatever it may be that causes cloudiness and, and fogginess, oh God, in our vision, oh God. I pray right now, Father God, you give us strength, oh God, to walk in your will, your way, and your word, Father God. I pray, oh God, for healing right now in the name of Jesus, oh God. I pray, oh God, that hearts right now, oh God, are lining up to you, Father God. I pray, oh God, for every blind leader to cease in the name of Jesus, oh God, every person that has a blind leader in their life, oh God, because sometimes we can't even identify the blind leaders just yet. Sometimes we're incapable of identifying, Father God. So I pray, oh God, you give us clear sight to see it, oh God, to be able to see those things, those people, all the things around us, oh God, that are not fruitful, that does not lead us, oh God, into where we should be, oh God, does not give us the peace that we require, the patience, oh God, the long suffering, oh God, the, the self control, oh God, the, the goodness, oh God, the gentleness, oh God, all the things, oh God, did not give us the strength that we need. Oh God, I ask, oh God, today that you have your way. And if it's not like you remove it, oh God, you said, oh God, you said everything that's not planted by my heavenly father will be uprooted. We're asking you to uproot anything, oh God, that doesn't give you glory. We ask you to uproot anything, oh God, that's not worthy of your praise. We ask you to uproot anything, oh God, that is not what you needed to be, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that our hearts and our minds, that our lips and our lives will match, oh God, and will give you glory, Lord. We believe in it and we stand on it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Give God some praise in this place. Yes, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.